Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back, everyone, to the Flow Track Podcast. Thanks, everybody who's tuning in on YouTube Live. Subscribe to the Flow Track Podcast YouTube channel. Let us know where are you watching from this morning. If you're in the United States, had another early morning. I am Kevin Silly, joined by the fourth happiest man on this planet. It's Gordon <laughs> Mack. Hell yeah. Went two for two with my picks. Gotta love it. But who cares about whether I win or lose money? That performance by elaine thompson hurrah was incredible 1061 into a headwind it wasn't even close she was celebrating before she even crossed the line and it wasn't like she beat a depleted field she beat the best field we probably have ever seen in any global final and she did it convincingly and uh wow that's all i gotta say is wow yeah listen this event was just building and building and building saw how fast they go in the first round then in the semis earlier on today fraser price drops a 10 73 four women go sub eight Tolu obviously was the big story out of the first round so you're thinking okay this is going to be the greatest women's 100 meter field field in history and you could argue that that it was based on what we saw in those first two rounds but Elaine Thompson, hurrah's last 50 made this a, a blowout. It was boltish over the last 50, even pointing to the clock, celebrating early. She had just complete command, complete control. This defends her, her title from Rio. Fraser Price and Sharika Jackson run really well. You know, they go 1074 and, and 1076, but the 1061, Number two all time, ties Flojo's second best mark in history. If you run that, you just have to tip your cap if you're the rest of the field. Because if you look at this, look at this race, Gordon. I mean, it was it was just a clinic that Thompson Hurrah put on. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hilarious looking at that photo of Elaine Thompson Hurrah celebrating and the look on Shelly Ann's face of just disappointment and it's kind of weird right jamaica did a huge sweep right mm -hmm. and you would think there would be like this joy but you could tell that all three of those jamaican athletes thought they should have won or they could have beaten each other and mm -hmm. to them this wasn't a a team effort of going one two three this was them like you know losing to who they thought they all thought they should have won right so while mm -hmm. the 
Team Jamaica and everyone in the country of Jamaica and Jamaican fans are celebrating. I know for a fact, Fraser Price and Shaker Jackson are like, no, that should have been me, um, which mm-hmm. is great. That's why they're running so fast. Uh, they've been in, they've been beating up on each other throughout the entire season. You saw, you know, Fraser Price got the mm-hmm. double at, at the Jamaican trials. Nalene Thompson, hurrah, gets the win here. Sharika Jackson is probably, I mean, Sharika Jackson's going to be someone to look out for in that 200. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the Jamaican trio is a treat, and we are very lucky to be seeing this. And, of course, one can only imagine what it would have been like if Shakari Richardson was in that race. I don't know if she would. Do, do you think she would have been able to beat <laughs> Elaine Thompson her on that? Do you think she would have been running 1060 or 1059? I mean, if you ask me what would be the one ingredient to add to this final to make it even better, it was already pretty good. It was, it would have been adding her. But no, I, I think this was Thompson Hurrah's day. 1061 is, is, is otherworldly. It's only ahead of, like, or only behind Flojo's mark. As I said before, I think this was going to be Thompson Hurrah's race listen now they each have two olympic golds thompson hurrah and fraser price you look at fraser price's entire body of work of course she's older she's amassed much more medals but this could have been just the cherry on the top of her entire career and i mean her career is fantastic and she gets she has a bad race quote unquote and still still gets silver and just adds to her medal hall she's been doing this now since 2008 Nothing to be ashamed of in that. I get that she's disappointed. And Shrika Jackson, she has a bronze medal now in the 400 and in the 100. That's you know incredible. Be do- you know who might be doing that tomorrow? <laughs> you might be seeing exactly. an American doing that on, on the men's side. Yeah, yeah uh, hopefully Fred Curley can channel Shrika Jackson. For those, I know you said I shouldn't be doing this, but I did it. It wasn't to a headwind, right? So You can do it. Have fun. Naturally, I want to figure it. out what would, what would this have been if there was no wind at all. If there was no wind, it would have been a 10.57. Mm-hmm. No wind. With 10 meters altitude, because I'd put in the Tokyo altitude. Now, with that said, if she had a plus 2.0 wind, maybe mm-hmm. we're talking about a low 10.50. Like if she had the perfect tailwind that was 100% legal. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. that's not how it works. But it just shows... This wasn't a 1061 with a plus 1.9. It was into a headwind. Incredible. Yeah. Well, Species. you also got to talk, whenever there's a fast time, we always talk about all the things that could have made it faster. And we don't talk about the things that made it fast in the first place. By all accounts, the conditions were perfect. Good humidity level, good temperature. The track is obviously fast. We've now seen the women's 100, but we also had the men's 100 today, which produced a bunch of quick times too. And then you throw in the fact that you have this incredible field. So everybody knew that they had to run their best race if they wanted to win. And all those things are pointing in the direction of of a fast time. If you told me at the beginning of the year, 1061 for the Olympic final, I'd have said that's ambitious. But if you told me that after Fraser Price had run 1063 already this year and all those other low 10 sevens that we saw from Thompson and what we saw in the first round and what we saw in the semi it tracks, but no doubt it was one of the all time performances and the image of her pointing at the clock as she crosses the line is going to be one that's right up there with, with, with bolt celebrating early and all the other, I, I think back to Jetter anchoring the U S four by one team in London as one of those photos that you never 
never forget. But yeah, sweet for Jamaica. Sweet for Jamaica. One, two, three. Big shout out to Kai in the chat, all in the game in the chat, and DC Noel in the chat for all congratulating me with my prediction. <laughs> she was a what was her odds? She was a plus one seventy five to win. So mm -hmm. I put a hundred bucks on and I win two seventy five. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And in retro, you watch the final and you think, wait a minute, how was she ever considered the underdog? But Sprinting gives us more data points than most other track events. We just had the 10,000 yesterday where we were basically grasping at straws because how many 10,000s are there in a year? But when you factor in how small the margins are and we don't really know in finals or in prelims and semifinals how hard people are going, you can lead yourself to make some assumptions that ultimately prove out to be incorrect. Again, I think Fraser Price ran a a solid race. I think Jackson ran a phenomenal race. It's just when someone runs 1061, what are you supposed to do? There's no game plan to beat that unless you have a time machine and you can go back to, to 1988. So we talk about legacy. Obviously, Shelly Ann Fraser Price is at nearing the end of her legacy, end of her, her putting an, a bow on her resume. Mm -hmm. But now that Elaine Thompson Hurrah has two Olympic golds, has a faster PB, and is now eight and two head to head against Shelly Ann. Should we be kind of thinking about maybe putting Elaine Thompson ahead of Shelly Ann on the all time Jamaican mark? Like, it just seemed like, a, oh, yeah, it's Shelly Ann. It's Shelly Ann. Duh, guys, obviously. See, have, you've been watching the past 10 years. It's Shelly Ann. Yeah. But now it's like, well, have you been watching the past two Olympics? Might be a late time. Well, in between the in between those Olympics, though, you had 2019, where she got another gold. Okay, so let's just limit this conversation to the to the hundred. Let's not bring the the two hundred in. So let's just talk about okay. who has the better the better hundred meter resume. I mean, Fraser Price still has six hundred meter gold medals. She doesn't have the fastest time, and obviously, Thompson Hurrah is is now the two time Olympic champion. But just a longevity. And part of that's because she's older. So Thompson Hurrah, I think with this win now, Gordon, has the opportunity to catch her. Because if she did not win this race, then Fraser Price has seven global outdoor 100-meter titles. And Thompson Hurrah has one. So instead of being seven to one, it's now six to two with, as we talked about before, championship coming up, 22, 23, 24, but I think she's going to need a couple more years, uh, a couple more titles before we start to have that conversation and have it be yeah. an actual, an actual conversation. And while Shelly Ann, you can argue will be going, you know, her ability will be going down as she get older. She's what, 34 now. She mm -hmm. is going to make things a little bit harder on uh, Elaine Thompson yeah. to want to run here with multiple straight gold medals. Yeah. In a way, this was the result that's going to yield the most interest moving forward. Because if it was Fraser Price winning the gold, you could say, okay, and, and Thompson Hurrah didn't have a good Olympics, then okay, it's going to be a clear handoff from Fraser Price to Richardson, from one dominant figure to the next. And we'd look at Thompson Hurrah and we'd say, yeah, she was great in 2016, but had all those injuries issues and could never get back. Instead, we got Thompson Hurrah now at her peak going against Richardson 
at her peak, and we'll see what Fraser Price is able to do. Again, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if she said anything about it, but if you're Fraser Price, why would you stop? You ran your PB this year, and you got a silver medal in what to you was a disappointing race. I would think you'd keep going because there aren't any off years on the horizon now. Yeah, she'll keep going until the uh, until uh, Mother Nature tells her to stop. Right? I guess Justin Gatlin went all went all the way to 38, 39, 40. I can see Shelly Ann keep going until she re- the wheels fall off and she's not able to run the 10.8s, 10.7s anymore. But as long as she can wake up on a random day and be able to throw down a 10.9 with uh, very minimal training, I think she's going to keep going. Mm-hmm. And this just sets up beautifully for this 200 later on in the meet with the Jamaican trio trying to recreate the sweep maybe, but it's going to be tough with with the americans in there but also shauna miller Weibo as well too we won't see dina asher smith in there she did not make the final in the 100 and then said afterwards that she's going to scratch out of the 200 so the 200 does lose some firepower with the reigning world champion but if someone runs 1061 in 100 gonna have a pretty good 200 meter time and we all saw thompson haraz you know beijing 20 2015 200 we know how fast she can go in that event. So we could see something historical again from her in the in the 200. What else surprised you in this 100? The Americans only got one to the final in, in Tiana Daniels. Tolu, who I mentioned, ran really good through the first two rounds. Still finished fourth, solid performance, but 1091, which is slower than she had run previously. Switzerland gets two to the finals and uh, Daryl Netta makes it for Great Britain. Yeah, Tolu, you could tell in the semifinals that she wasn't going to medal because when her and Sharika both ran like their 10-7s or 10-8s in the semis, Tolu looked like she was going to – it was her final, and Sharika looked like mm-hmm. it was her semi. And like you kind of saw that separation there. Um, but we got to talk about it. The big news is who's not here is Blessing Okabare gets popped. And not for mm-hmm. some weird uh, – you know, drug you never heard of that was this, or it's not a whereabouts failure. It's straight up HGH. Yeah. We had, we had an athlete don't... who who was going to potentially be in a medal running. HGH, like, what is it, 1990? Like, what's going on? Yeah. I mean, that's something that you don't see in terms of positive tests. And I know they've had a couple of different ways to test for it throughout the years. But that's the one thing you see getting flagged a couple times in in major sports too. Obviously, there's yeah. a co- controversy in the NFL around HGH usage and other major team sports. So fortuitous that the news came for track and field before the semis started. Now, apparently this test was on July 19th, but they just found out basically the morning of the of the semifinals, right? And the finals. So if they got the test results a day later, she could have been in this race. And then that would have been a massive mess for track and field to deal with. Although, would she have finished in the medals? Likely not, given how fast it was to medal, but it would have pushed somebody else out of the final. And I'm always curious about the timing of these things, Gordon, because again, day earlier, she doesn't run, even in the, in the prelims. A day later, she potentially runs in the Olympic final but it came right on time. 
do you, uh, this is like me putting on tinfoil hat, right? Putting on tinfoil hat. Do you think there was uh, who maybe we don't need to tell anyone about this if she doesn't make the the hundred meter semis? So then we can. They were just sitting on it, and then once they realize, oh crap, she's making the semis. All right, now we got to do it. Like they try to like, because you know, like the all these AIU situations and Wada and Usada yep. and all that. They they happen like in a time machine. We're like. Wait, this happened like four months ago, five months ago? This has been going yeah. on for 18 months? This is, I mean, in this situation, it's been going on for 11 days. So in retrospect, you're like, yeah, hey, that's pretty quick. But still, 11 right. days seems like a yeah, long time it to, when you think about it, right? Got to send it to the lab. You got to Yeah, I don't, I do not have a tinfoil hat on, but it wouldn't surprise me if they expedited the process for, for people and maybe there was something else that led them to believe like that they wanted to make sure that they got these specific test results. It's been a tough couple of days for Nigeria. We saw their, some of their athletes were protesting because about 10 of them weren't able to run because they didn't have the minimum level of testing done by the Federation. So the athletes were very upset with their own Federation. We saw Divino Duru get DQ'd in the hundred. Going back to 2019, we have, we've had, well, even before that, but 2019, there was a big issue too, because they just didn't enter athletes in the correct events. So Okabare and Odaduru in Doha, I remember, were upset about that. But just, uh, just a tough, tough couple, tough couple of days for the Nigerian track and field contingent. They did get a guy through in the in the hundred, running pretty quick time, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But yeah, any other any other thoughts on on this race? Well, I don't want to overlook this whole blessing Okabari thing because she made the world championship final in 2011, Olympic Games in 2012, 2013 she made the final, 2015 she made the final, 16 semis, 17 semis, 2021 it was going to be semis, that's in 100. She made the 200, 2013 yeah, and yeah. 2016, 2019. She made the long jump in long 28, jump, yeah, 2008, 2011, 2012. And now, like, HGH, like, in year now, like, are we supposed to assume that this is the first time she's taken HGH? Mm -hmm. Like, this that's isn't the, like a, the, like, that's the conundrum. It, it's like, we're kind of like, oh, you're out. But like, what about, like, she's been like a 10-year vet. This is yeah. a 10-year vet, like, first-time drug positive. And it's like, what are we supposed to think of those past 10 years and all of the potential permutations of what could have happened in different world championship Olympic game events. It's kind of yeah. like, I think we're becoming numb to positive tests in a way. And like, obviously this doesn't cancel out any of those performances, right? Like this is cancel out her 1063. I don't think so. No, right? if the sample, no, if the sample was taken on July the 19th after the 1063, they're not going to go back and, and pull those performances or scratch them for the record or take away any medals. But from a outside perspective, how you choose to view people who get busted for steroids later on in their career, how you want to look at the rest of their career. I mean, I think it's entirely justified to look at it with an air of suspicion, something like HGH too, I would think would be carrying the max, the maximum penalty here too. So after appeal, if she is still found guilty of this, um, then then I would think she'd be she'd get that four year ban for sure. Um, 
Yeah, and she, it was weird too because she was upset. She took a stand about these issues with the Nigerian Federation and and drug testing. Um, so it was just odd, like timing to have those two stories back yeah. to back. <laughs> Basically, hey, the Nigerian Federation didn't do their job in making sure their Olympic athletes had the requisite number of tests. And then, oh, Nigeria's biggest star gets popped for HGH in a test that was <laughs> 10 days before the Olympics. Like that's just, yeah. that's just bizarre. Right. And I don't know, I don't know what to think of it. And with all these doping things, my first inclination now is just to like take a step back and wait until you get more information to, to judge it. But again, HGH is one of those things where they're not going to, give you much wiggle room if you yeah. if you took it it's not going to be something that they're going to let you just sit out six months and move on from can you get hgh in a pork burrito uh, we figured that one out yet i don't i oofle, do not oofle. believe there's any pig awful cross hgh there's no i don't think there's cross contamination issues with hgh gotta be honest just like you i'd be like i haven't heard that in a while like i haven't heard i've <laughs> been researching true. steroids i've had to research a lot of drugs over the past few years but that was one that you did not see not see on your radar all right do you want to talk now about the men's hundred or the women's pre 800 or the mixed four by four you can choose let's talk about the men's hundred man trayvon bromel he's hurt so I, I i don't i'm not wait wait wait, wait 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 i, just, yeah, I was they, gonna say you don't know not, that. d looks hurt you don't run, you don't go backwards if you've been dominant the entire season. All, going all the way back to 2020, you could, with one loss, and then all of a sudden you're going backwards in the first round. And it wasn't fast. It was only 10.05. I, mm -hmm. I feel like, I don't know what Bromel is going on. Like, But if Bromel goes on to win this, you got to throw everything you know out about track and field out the window because I just... I feel like that was a sign that there's just something not right with him right now physically, that he wasn't able to keep his form through the entire hundred. Like he just he didn't he just didn't look good. I don't I don't know what it was. It just it's a bummer too, because right, this guy's the most incredible story from being left for dead with all of his injuries to now being top in the world. And you hope yeah. that he would be able to end it with a an Olympic medal, but I don't know. It would be uh, people it would be a, people who bet on him are are freaking out right now. <laughs> it would be a cruel twist of fate for him to have gone the last two years healthy and then suffer an injury here. Let me ask you this, and I know this is going to be difficult because it's a ten second race. At what point in that race did you become concerned about him? Uh, I'm not sure exactly. If I remember recall, but like, it was near the end for me. Mm -hmm. I think it was like 50 to 60 in. He just okay. He just was, looked like he was running backwards. It, literally, it looked like he was running backwards. That's what it looked like. Okay, for me it was immediately because the start yeah. didn't look good. There was okay. no explosion really out of the blocks that I saw. Again, from my from my perspective but you could be right as well too and he said after he said after the race we had that did we put that quote up yet yeah, quote. quote up again if, if we haven't yet yeah it's tough to get a lot of uh 
information from from the mix zone. So because there's no video interviews, and if you, I guess if you're watching the American feed, you can see it. But he said in this in this uh, clip on Twitter, um, which we'll I think we can pull it up right now. Yeah, here we go. This is from uh, Steve Wilson. He said, "Shoot, I was calm. Honestly, I have no words for it." It don't look like I actually pushed myself, and that is going to be the thing my coach is mad about. So, listen, athletes are not going to say, especially in the middle of a competition, my hamstring is in terrible shape right now. They usually wait until yeah. after. That's just the nature of of sports. But he didn't mention anything there. Basically, when I read that quote, um, it's he's basically he kind of slept walk through it and maybe thought he could get through with an easier effort. Now his heat was the, was pretty quick, obviously, because he got fourth in it and he beat some people who were auto, a lot of people who were auto qualifiers in other heats, but you just don't see this. You don't see someone who's a metal contender in the first round have to get a small cue going through. Cause you have three spots and that must've just been a nervous, <laughs> half hour he had to sit through five heats gordon he was in heat two there were seven heats he had to sit through five more heats to see if his time would hold up so i don't know i don't know like i think your theory is possible that he's hurt there could be hey he just had an off race and he was in a bad heat that could be a possibility uh maybe the the, the peaking happened too soon i don't know but it was it was concerning to say the least and we'll find out in that semi We'll find out real quick tomorrow. We will. We will find out. Real if he doesn't have it, yeah. If he doesn't have it, he doesn't have it at that point. But I don't. I don't know. It's not something you can chalk up to. Hey, he stumbled out of the blocks, like in Monaco. He had a bad start. Right. The start just didn't look explosive. That first thirty meters, I thought he was going to put away the field and then shut it down, just like we've seen a lot of favorites do. And that just never happened. And then I was waiting and waiting and waiting. And then I thought, okay, maybe he'll separate the last 50. And it just it just wasn't there. So I don't know what to think. I do not know what to think. Any Anything, any sort of explanation is possible. And if you want to say, okay, he's not in 977 shape. He still should have been able to come out there and clock a, a low 99. Yeah. He's really consistent with low 99s. Yeah, and outside of him, everyone else pretty looked good. I th I felt um, Fred Curley looked back to like Olympic trials. Fred Curley, which got mm -hmm. me excited because uh, spoiler alert, I'm thinking I'm going to put my next hundred dollars on Fred Curley meddling because I think that's going to be good odds. Um, but yeah, I mean Baker looked good, Curley good, the Simbine looked good, uh, the yeah, Chinese the athlete suit, the grass looked really good. Um, the grass is moment here. Nine nine. If if yeah, this... Bromel, it's not Bromel. The winning time possibility slows down, and obviously that puts Baker in the mix. But a, but it really is going to help Andre Degras. Yeah, and Andre Degras, this is like season's best because he's constantly been in weird like wind wind uh, situations where it's like headwinds or just bad weather, and he's never really put down like a a good time in twenty twenty one. So this is the first time getting close to the 9.8s with the 9.91 win legal. Yeah. And Jacobs, the Italian guy, I think he's going to be yeah. – I don't know I don't know if he's going to be able to put together three in a row. But, yeah, you got to think DeGrasse, 
Baker, if Bromel's out of the picture, DeGrasse, Baker, Curley, and Sabene, that's going to be like your, your battle for your top three, in my opinion. All right, we're going to go back to the women's 100 here because it's come to my attention that we're drawing heat on social media from not the usual suspects, but the Jamaican team here. And ordinarily, I let this one go because ordinarily when we get heat on social media, it's responding to a take from Gordon that I don't in any way, shape, or form agree with or endorse. But did we not have a clip on the site where it said Jamaica's going to sweep? Did my co-host, Gordon Mack, not bet $100 of his own money on Elaine Thompson hurrah? Did that not happen? Look, look, at the, look, at this, look at our website. Look at our website. It's right there. Now, maybe they're referring to the four-by-one stuff, and that was pre- you know, Shakari news, obviously. But when it comes time to the open hundred, we've been pretty clear this is gonna be Jamaica, Jamaica, Jamaica. And you went insofar as to put down your own money on it. Yeah. I think a lot of people on the internet just like they just think everyone is against them. Right. And we are American based, so we are gonna be naturally pro America, because that's where we're from, but like in this situation, I was pro getting the picks right, and I had Elaine you Thompson. You pro your money. My, I was pro my money. And Flowtrack, where do we rank? What was the Flowtrack rankings for this event? Let's bring that up. Where did the, the Flowtrack rankings rank? We had – oh, look at this. We had Fraser Price 1, Thompson 2, Okabare 3, who got popped, and then Jackson 4, and Tolu yeah. 5. So, like – I if you if you take out I was doing pretty good with my Jamaica sweep with then Tolu coming in fourth so yeah just for the record I think we're we're doing a good job with where is the USA bias there I'm 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 struggling to find it look Jamaica's in the chat I appreciate it they're always passionate they're always here I I don't maybe they're going back to Shakari days maybe yeah, earlier on in in the season around the or maybe even as late as the trials but i don't know oh wait we have one here usain bolt needs to come out of retirement to save jamaican men's sprints uh i stand by that take yeah i stand by that take a hundred percent how the the jamaican men aren't looking too good but oh look at this we, other one jamaican women are going to run the show at the olympics that was a month ago jamaica runaway favorites women's four by one olympic preview I, team jamaica do they need to get hooked up with an account Maybe that's what well, we got to do. Well, here's the thing. That's what it is. Speaking of Usain Bolt needs to come out of retirement, We could we maybe – did you see the tweet? Did you see Usain Bolt's tweet? Oh, with Tyreek Hill? Travis, let's pull, let's, pull up the, let's pull up the tweet. No, it's not time to kill. This is – it's Usain Bolt saying, hey, I might run one of the fastest men in the NFL in a 40-yard dash. What's, what's where – he's been tweeting about his team. We, we got to find this tweet. Travis is scrolling, scrolling. There it is. So Tyreek Hill – was asked in a press conference um, if he could beat Usain Bolt. Tyreek Hill, thankfully, or like respectfully said, no, not in 100, but in a 40, yes. But he also said he only could beat him because he's old and washed up, this is what he implied. <laughs> and Ty Hill was said, I said what I said, and then Usain Bolt said, say less. So is that him saying, I'm willing to challenge you in a 40-yard dash? And if that is true, does uh, in retirement Usain Bolt have a chance against a P 
peak fitness in their prime, Tyreek Hill, in a 40-yard dash, which is yeah. less than 60 I think meters, he has a chance. which is not even a – I don't think he – I, I think Tyreek Hill would smoke him in a, right in now. a 40. Yeah, 100%. Moment, yeah. I don't know what – But, like, even with the year of training – how long would it take? Okay, for with the year of training, no, 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 no. With with the year of training, Bolt Bolt would beat him. But if he's completely out of shape, would he though? In right forty? Now, in a forty? Yes. Yes. How 100%. many how many times was Usain Bolt in the lead of a hundred meter dash after forty meters after forty yards? Excuse me. How many times was he racing Tyreek Hill in a hundred meter dash? He was racing actual <laughs> Olympians at that good. point. I mean, he's Tyreek good. Hill, Christian. I Christian Coleman Hill. ran an actual 40 and ran 4.1. So there's there's a marker for you. And he's a a nine, high 9.7 guy. And then you have Bolt, okay, who was a high 9.5 guy. Okay, but do you think Bolt, a year of training now, could go back to 9.7? I have no idea what he's capable of. I'm just not going to bet against him. And then there was this. I don't know if this was a legit time, but he That's ran the 9.22. Not real. And that was timed with, a, with non-automatic timing in any event. I just think... Tyreek Hill has so many advantages. He's younger. He's actually working out every day to be one of the fastest people he can be. Usain Bolt is older. He's retired. And the event is not his marquee event. Like Usain Bolt's best event is the 200. So he's asking him to go all the way down to 40 yards. Um, Here, you yeah. know what? Maybe you know we'll what? see it. Maybe you don't we'll need, see it. You don't, no, we won't. You, you don't need to worry about this because we'll literally never see it. How many match races have been proposed to Usain Bolt throughout his career, and how many has he done? Remember the Bolt versus Farah thing in a 600 that they were going to do for charity, and they even had the same agent? We couldn't even get we couldn't even yeah. get that going. Uh, he ran that 800 what? as some sort of promotion and just jogged it. He raced the bus one time, but the bus went 10 miles an hour. I remember that during his career. But that's about he it. Raced, I don't. I don't think he raced the talk show host. He raced the the British talk show oh, host guy. Yeah, James Gordon. Uh, Jer- yeah. Uh, J- James Gordon. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, okay. Back onto the Tyreek Hill. I just saw that. that. Yeah. Back onto the Olympics. Men's hundred. Yeah. I guess it's a wait and see on Bormel. If after the semis, it's the same thing. Then it's all she wrote. There's no way he'll come back from that. I guess you're trying to give him a mulligan here. I'm not. I'm no, no. I'm not. I'm just. I thought it was interesting context to add to it because he did not mention an injury. Now, again, I could probably count on one hand the, the amount of times we've talked to an athlete in the mix zone where they advance and then they also talk about an injury. It's almost like code for athletes not to do that. So it would not surprise me if there is some sort of issue because I have enough faith in Bromel's ability and respect for what he's done to know that that was not him anywhere close to his best. So no, it would, at this point, I would be, I'd be incredibly worried because as I said, where's the precedent for a guy who doesn't make it with a big Q qualifier, making it to the final and, and going beyond that meddling and going even farther beyond that and getting a gold, he's going to have to beat, beat the odds entirely. So it, it would surprise me. It would surprise me if he's able to, to turn it around again, it would be in a way, it would be a microcosm of the last four years of his career, five years of his career, where he goes from completely out of it to pull himself up off the ground and 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 become the best in the world. It would, but it, he has to do that in twenty four hours now, and that's difficult. So, 
what are we talking about next? Talk about the what are we talking women's women's eight women's, women's eight. eight a thing a thing Mo man I think Mo is good. She's gonna win. I've been telling you that she's good. You have not been listening to me for months and months and months. No, it's I've very been clear. To you now. I stopped. I started listening to her after the semifinals of the Olympic trials. Yeah. So one fifty eight. Oh, it looked easy. <laughs> Listen, Dude. if you have a one fifty six PB, a one fifty eight is gonna look is gonna look easy. I wouldn't be surprised if she sets a PB in the final. She also does this interesting thing, and I don't know if this is something she does consciously. She doesn't run right on the rail. Have you seen this? She's about halfway out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's almost like she's inviting someone to try to go by on the inside so she can feel them and then pick it up. But it's also makes it harder for someone to pass on the outside because you're just occupying more space. But she looks like the favorite based on how she ran today and just how easy it was. But also if you take into account the past the past two months, Raven Rogers, the other American in the final, Great Britain has three in there. Uh, Gemma Riki, Keely Hodgkinson, and Alex Bell. Natoya Gould looked good in that first heat where she she finished ahead of Riki. But I think I think Mo is the favorite, and I think Riki and Gould would be the the two main challengers. Big surprise, the biggest surprise we can say is Aja Wilson not making it through. She was in that first heat, and it went out slow, so you knew she was going to have to be top two. And she was there with 150 to go, and then Riki and Ghoul ran away from her, and then she ultimately faded to fourth. Yeah. Qualifying in the 800 is weird. A lot of times some people who have the talent and are in your mind finalists just don't make it because of the draw of how the 800s play out because you can have such a fast one round and a, and a slower second round. Uh, but heat, one fast heat and one slower heat. But not, it's not just Ajay Wilson who kind of uh, was left. Almanza of of Cuba, she's mm -hmm. been running yeah. incredible. Rosemary Almanza didn't qualify, mm -hmm. and obviously the world champion in 2019. Um, I'm not going to try to say her last name. Nakai. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. but with Wilson, she, she got dead last. She was so. in. Wilson was in a tough heat, but and she was in good position. But I just think it's been a tough year for her overall, and. She got third at trials in a somewhat similar race where there was a gap that formed, but she was able to claw back against that field, this field, much better, much deeper. And then she ran that 157 in the race with men at Penn, which gave me sort of hope that she was on the rise. But ultimately, it, it just was not it was not her year for um, for for her in this event. I think. What do you think? Mo's strategy is going to be in the final. I think it's going to be going out in 57, 56. Mm -hmm. I think her strategy is going to be try to PR. I think she's not going to try to – because she kind of did two different strategies. In the first round, she did the I'm better than everyone else strategy, so I'm just going to jog and then see what else everyone else does. No one's going to pass me because they know I'm better than you. She, she was like mm -hmm. the uh, – running in her local regional state meet where everyone's like, Oh God, a thing bows in my heat. Okay. No one pass her. Let her do whatever yeah. she wants. That was the first round. And then the second round is like, all right, now I'm going to show you that I have the strength and I'm going to go out in 57, 56 pace and just hold it. 
and be able to, you're never going to even be near me. And no one, the, she kind of let up near the end, but like the pe- person chasing her for sec in second never sh- closed yeah. the gap on her in that entire final hundred meters. So there was zero like, oh, you're, you're, the wheels are falling off. You're, you're tightening up. She just looked smooth the entire way. So you have yeah. to imagine with the thought of potential gold in your mind, she's going to go out there and I think she's going to PB and it's, it's maybe she's a, a baby Rudisha coming around like maybe she's mm-hmm. about to like take off and just be unbeatable yeah. for the next decade i mean starting off pretty well right now she's very comfortable running from the front and i wouldn't expect her to change that in the final and any athlete that reaches this level they've dominated at the younger level for the most part it's it's kind of rare so they get used to running in front but a thing mo I know you've watched some of those old AAU races going back when she was, you know, 14, 15. She got used to just burying people and going for records. That's what she was doing. She was chasing these times, chasing these times, and nobody could keep up then. And you thought, okay, well, as she gets older, there's going to be competition. How is she going to respond to it? And she just keeps beating them the same way she was beating them when she was in eighth grade or ninth grade or in 10th grade. And it's really, it's just stunning to see that translate to the international level. That being said, Ricky and Ghoul are particularly experienced. This is a deep field. I think obviously this is going to be her, her toughest test yet. And there's, you know, it's still the 800. So there's still wild things that can happen. If you were her opponent, what would you try to do? Would you just try to go out ridiculously hard the first 150 and just grab the lead and try to control the race and make her react? Or would you just try to cling to her shoulder? Well, there's nothing you're going to be able to do because I don't. Th- I think a thing Mo is planning on going out in like 56 low. Yeah. If I had to guess. Okay. And so what, you're going to go out in 55? <laughs> like, no, you're not going to yeah. do that. Oh, you're going That's to hope, stay, back and, stay back and go out in 60 and hope you close – a four second gap? No, that's not going to work either. The only thing you have really to do is just pray that she tightens up in the final 150. That's the only chance you have against a thing though, I think. Yeah. And this, this was, we could put it up on the screen now. This was basically a thing. Mo's career prior, prior to this, those, those huge margins, um, just dominating fields. And how wait, how old is What's the thing, though? 19. Is she 20 yet? She's 19. So if she wanted to, she would still be eligible. Would she still be eligible to run at the AA Junior Olympics this week? In the 19 the rare year old double. section? The rare double. I think they'll have her. Yeah, I think they so would she, make accommodations she, for her. She's like that one person who had an opportunity. Do I run in the AA Junior Olympic Games or the Tokyo Olympic Games? I, she chose the right decision. She made the right decision, but. I think she's the only one really in that AAU universe that ever was able, ever given that decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Choose our Olympics or their Olympics. Um, she's won oh, enough she could AAU do. titles that she uh, can go on and win an actual world Olympic title. Travis says she could do 17, 18, I think. Oh. Even though she's maybe because she just turned. 19. Oh, no. It's, I don't know. No, it's, no, you can't. 19 year olds aren't allowed. It's, so it's oh. 18 is the highest you can be. Oh, so okay. take back so that she'll have, premise. All right. So the double is gone. The Double's double is gone. gone. 
It's yeah. disappointing. But so maybe I mean, she can, you know, maybe the maybe mess the around with the birth mess around with the birth certificate or something, and people won't know. Maybe she can just fly under the radar, like just no one will notice. I think they'll I, have I think her. It's gonna be hard for. I think they'll have her. They'll yeah, have they'll her. let her. They'll make an exception. It's like if yeah. you qualify for the Olympics and you're 19, you get to run. Any any year, you can go back. It doesn't matter. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the other running event final, the mixed gender 4x4. Four four. Now, Gordon, I watched the mixed gender 4x100-meter medley relay last night in swimming just to put myself in the right headspace for this. The U.S. finished a disappointing fifth in that one. So I thought, hey, they're going to be out for redemption here. But they do not get it done. Poland wins the first installment of the mixed gender 4x4. Dominican Republic in second. The U.S. third. The U.S. ran the team that I thought they would run, the fourth and fifth place people from the trials. So that ended up being Trevor Stewart, Kendall Ellis, Kalen Whitney, and Vernon Norwood. A, uh, but a disappointing result, I think you'd say, from from the U.S. It's kind of the expectation that every 4x4 four four they win. doesn't matter if it's men, women, mixed gender. We we expect the U.S. with their depth to figure out a way to get it done. Do you think there's any now thought after this performance that Team USATF will start thinking, hey, maybe we shouldn't be sending our JV squad to the – mixed four by four final and that maybe we should try a little harder and put in a Randolph Ross or a, you know, Quinera Hayes and mm -hmm. get that extra half second or 0.75 seconds. So. The, the guy who anchored for Poland is PB is 45, five. The U S should be able to, beat that i, I don't know That's what his true. split was today but the u.s should be able to use their second group or their third group and be able to find 45 five now they were way down here after after two legs and some of these countries yeah they ran their better people dominican republic has paulino who's a sub 50 woman so that's that's a solid entrant and i saw the netherlands ran femke bowl obviously poland ran uh, some solid runners their other their other male runner was right at 45 flat and Sweetie Arisatek's a solid runner for them too. I, it would be the equivalent of the U.S. basically running, you know, some of their best people. But until the schedule gets sorted out and there's clarity on like when this event is going to happen consistently, it's just going to be meet to meet. You see the splits there. Um, so yeah, U.S. was was down quite a bit. Polino, yeah, 48-7 on that second one, which was about a second and a half faster than Ellis. And then the Polish woman split a 49.9 faster than Ellis. Um, Stewart was, yeah, Stewart, I guess he's in in first there. And then the women, the second women's leg, Kaylin Whitney, 50.59, but that was behind uh, Poland's 50.47. Norman ran 44.43 which was faster than the Dominican team, even though they got beat, but slower than the, the Polish runner. And then Femke Bowl, 49-74, didn't help Netherlands get a medal. It'd be interesting to see if that factors in, because she's still doing the 400-meter hurdles. At that event, they did the first round yesterday. And she's yeah. still going out there. I don't know. What do you think? Like, what would you do if your job was to allocate the Team USA resources as best you could to get as many gold medals as possible? 
what would you do given the schedule? Uh, I would, I would use up a really good, I would use up a top three, 400 meter female. Cause I feel like the difference between a top, like the difference between a, between a Kalen Whitney and a 49 second Felix Hayes or Jonathan is very mm-hmm. different versus the difference between a 44 second Norwood or Stewart. And they're probably the, a guy like, I feel like cherry or Randall Frost are probably going to run 44 seconds as well. Like, Mm-hmm. And 43, they're just, I don't think they're going to go to that well. Right. So um, I think the difference, I think what they should have done is they should have ran a top three female with Kendall Ellis and then Stewart and Nord. And I guess who that top three female is, you see who wants to do it. Right. Yeah. So we were talking the past couple of weeks about is Felix going to do this? Because we just assumed it was a sure gold and okay. Yeah. Throw yeah. her in there just to grab another gold, but they really could have used done it. it. They probably would have won. Yeah. 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 Do you think she could have split 50 flat? I think she could have split 50 flat. That seems pretty reasonable. Yeah. And that was, that would have been enough to, to cover that margin of, of victory. Yeah. But yeah, the U S was, de- I mean, after two legs, they were, they were in a bit of a hole that they had to climb out. Dominican Republic with Paulino really put the pressure on everybody, but yeah, it's, it's going to happen when you're, you're choosing that second group or in the case of the, if you're just listing overall top 400 meter women, right. You'd put Muhammad McLaughlin, Mo, and then you'd put the three 400 meter women. So this was really seven, eight basically for the U S and yesterday's were probably nine, 10. If you look at it, yeah, I mean, basically, U.S. had an opportunity to, to put in a 48 high and a 49 low and a 42-43 low, 243 mids. <laughs> and would have won by, like, multiple yeah. seconds. But obviously, yeah. they're prioritizing their individual events. Um, it is what it is. Congrats to Poland, you know? It's okay. It's yeah. okay. U.S. doesn't need to win everything. It's okay. It, yeah, I mean, if it would sting a lot worse if they lost an actual four by four. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. As Carl Lewis says, it's a clown event. So, well, this clown, is the one. It's a clown loss. Then, yeah. There's only four people in this in this relay, and if other countries have really, really, really talented people like a Paulino, right? Like, that's going to put pressure on you, and then you build your team out around that one superstar. And, and it's going to make, or in the case of Poland, just a lot of depth there, really solid. But I think that the priority is the four by four. It's not the mixed gender four by four. Yeah. And if the priority was, if, if this relay was thought of the same way, excuse me, as the four by four, then we would have seen, well, we would see it at the end of the meet and not the beginning, but we'd also would have seen better people up there for, for the U S and they ran faster than their, to people like, why don't they just stick with the same team that the first team just barely cracked 312 so this was this was faster now i know there were all sorts of issues with with that one but that was that was you know ultimately slower than what they put out there today with stuart ellis whitney and and norwood okay do you want to talk about um the discus yeah 
I won. <laughs> I, I Danny Stall won. I mean, won. To be clear, Dan, Dan, oh yeah, Danny Stall won. I did not win. Gordon Mack did not win. But Danny Stall, the heavy favorite, won. Uh, Sweden actually goes one-two. Uh, pretty good mm -hmm. for them. Uh, actually, not pretty good. Very good. They were expected to win, but to have two medalists, even better. Wiesen Hodinger got that medal for third. I put him as a plus two twenty-five to medal, and he medaled. And it was by a close margin, 67.07 to 67.02. Uh, I thought about putting some money on Matthew Denny because he had a good uh, qualification, but I stuck to my guns and I went with Weissen Heidinger of Austria. Or is it Austria? Is that? Uh, yeah. 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 Yep. yeah. There you go. Yep. Um, US athlete Sam Mattis got eighth with the season's best, but really. This entire year has been Daniel Stahl just dominating the event. He's never lost. He's always been multiple meters ahead of most people. And it came to fruition again here at the Olympic Games. So congrats to the two Swedes going one-two. Action from the morning session. Women's Formula Hurdle heats pretty much chalk. Muhammad ended up being the fastest qualifier, but Femke Bolt and Sidney McLaughlin looked comfortable men's 800 heats ferguson rochich went 143.75 in a first round which is a statement to say the least and all the favorites went through there should i give a, a should we get into a little bit of some gordon bets yeah let's do gordon bets death heats and then if there's any questions in the chat we'll get to those so I'm going to do one. I'm gonna, first, this is not really related to Gordon's bets, but it's kind of related to the 800. Uh, Michael Cerrone, no one is going to have, he's going to have really good odds. And I'm telling you, Michael Cerrone, I think he's going to win, but I'm going to put a lot of money on him meddling just as a backup plan. But I do think, I think Cerrone and Murphy are the two like people I'm most confident in meddling because I think they know. How they just know how to win these we weird races. They look like they're not in it, and then they're for some reason they're still in it with 50 meters to go, and then they find a way to close that final 50. Amos and Career are the big guns with the fast times, but Saruni and Murphy, keep an eye on those two. And we were hearing that uh, I, I saw a report. Apparently, Bryce Hopple's been hurt, and now he's 100%, and he looked really mm -hmm. good in, in that prelim. Do you think Hopple is back to the top four type finisher he was in 2019? It's hard to tell because we've only had that prelim to look at. You, it would make sense that he was banged up earlier in the year because he looked solid and then he went to trials and it was a bit of a struggle. But the trials are such a difficult beast that you're just trying to get through them. But if he is if he is 100% now, I think he's absolutely a, a metal threat. Murphy to me just looks so bouncy out there, just so effortless, and I feel really good about him as a medal medalist. Probably more, more than Struni if I had to pick, just because it it seems like he's that. just. I just it feels like he just timed his season, um, perfectly here. So, so yeah, you're up like five hundred dollars or something on these bets. Yep. Impressive. Lost a hundred and then made six hundred, so I'm up five hundred. That's how it works. <laughs> All right, death heats for tomorrow. 
death heats for the next session. What are you looking at here? I get you. We could look at the we could look at the men's eight, or we could look at the men's hundred, or the women's hundred meter hurdles. In those events, would, is there anything that jumps out to you? I feel like there's really no such thing as a death heat in the like short sprint semifinals because you either going to make the final or you're not. Like, there's no tactical thing in it. Like, well, that's only, how all heats work. I know, but I just, I don't think there's really a death heat in the 100 or, or the 100 hurdles. I mean, is Trayvon Bromel now considered a, a death person to go up against now? I don't know. Is he? I wouldn't want to race against him. I'd be upset True. if he was in my heat. And then you have these other guys who are absolute studs. You got one there with, let's see, Blake, DeGrasse, Leo Talela. You got I'll one death with... You got Bromel, Oganode, who ran really well today. Browning of Australia, who ran 10-0 and won his heat. And Adegoke of Nigeria. If you told me ahead of time this was going to be Trayvon Bromel's semi-heat, I'd say, oh, he's this is going to be a cakewalk. And now yeah. I'm looking at it from the perspective of, oof, can he just get one of those? Can, can, he, can he get any sort of qualifier into the final? Speaking of this heat, let's bring up a picture of Rohan Browning. I think we got our version of the Craig Angles of the men's hundred. Did you see him? He won his heat from Australia with the yeah, long yeah, yeah. locks. He has that mullet look. He's gonna be the people's champ if he can make the final. He's gonna mm -hmm. be he's gonna be viral. If he makes the hundred meter final, everyone is gonna be he's gonna be a meme when they show his face on it. Cause he'll probably be the only white guy on the starting line as well. So it'll be like a very funny thing. But look at this guy. He looks like a rugby player. Looks mm. like he's coming. He's, Coming back from fraternity after watching a rugby, he's match got a mullet. Like that, but he's got he's, he's got, got the a mullet. mullet, and he ran well. He he won his race, his heat. Look, he got that lumberjack. Look at that. Look, look, look this. sure. <laughs> this, this, this guy potentially is going to make the Olympic final in the hundred meter dash. Like, oh, wow. this, this it's hilarious. It's it's amazing. Uh, they talked about how <laughs> he's only run races in Australia. And yeah, this was his yeah. first race outside of Australia, and he wins his heat. Uh, I'm cheering for him. Rohan Browning is going to be my uh, people's champ pick if he can make that final. That'd be awesome. So I'll give you a death heat. I'm going to go with in the men's 800 heat three. You got Amos, Elliot Giles, Isaiah Jewett, Ferguson Rotich, Nabil of Morocco, Risley of Australia, Tuka, and then Boss. So you have this combination of Big names, because obviously Tuca's been a medalist. Boss has won a gold medal, although he barely squeaked into this final. You got the Ro Rotich, who just dropped a 143. You have Jewett, who you know is going to make this race incredibly fast, which is probably a relief to people in this heat, because you'll get the you'll get non-autos out of this one. And then you have Giles, who was amazing during the indoor season. He's run 143 mid. And then, of course, Amos, who comes in with the fastest time on the year. That one would be my my death heat for day three. Yeah. Do you think there's a chance a major okay? I would say the biggest names in the men's eight hundred are Amos, Rotich, Murphy, Career, mm -hmm. Saruni, and let's put Giles. Those six. Do you think all six make the top eight? 
Or do you think that we're going to have, do you no. think we're going to have no, like I, a person who thought could, could medal, not make it yes. to the final the way like hundred percent make it. This event, this event is going to be more unpredictable than the women's 800 for sure. Cause we've just talked and talked about since Brazier went out, how hard this thing is to, to forecast. And the guy who comes in as the top seed is the guy who has not run well at major championships, save for one. And then people who ran modest times in years past have had a good track record meddling in this event. It's going to be, you're going to get a final where you're, you're going to have several upsets in the semis, I think. And then you're going to look back and you think, is that actually an upset or was there any reason to, to, to believe that that person was solid to begin with? Um, looking ahead, I wanted to talk about, and then we'll get to questions in the chat. So if people have them, throw them in there. Looking ahead after that first round of the women's four meter hurdles, I want to talk about that that race because obviously Muhammad McLaughlin um, take care of business in in their opening heat. So we'll see them again on day number four. We'll see them again on day number four in the semis, and they've already posted the start lists for that. And Muhammad's going to be in heat one, McLaughlin in two, and then Bowl in three. So the three big names are in three separate heats, but. That first round, to me, Muhammad goes sub 54 and looked really good. Looked technically sound the whole way through. Felt like she really wanted to get a good solid effort out of it. Bull and McLaughlin just were in cruise control, it felt like, and were especially cruising in the last 20 meters. Did you get anything out of this first round as it pertains to who you think ultimately is going to win and what type of time we're going to see? I think the main thing I got out of this round was the quote that came out of Sydney McLaughlin after her first race, where they asked her about pressure. I was like, do you feel any pressure? And she said, pressure is an illusion, which is a great quote. That's t-shirt. Put that on a t-shirt. That's a t-shirt. Right? That's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. PR. Prelim time is PR time type level of quoting. <laughs> uh, yeah, pressure is an illusion. Did I she mean, stare right at the camera when she said it? Brought to you by you, you, New Balance. When you hear someone say that, you just feel like, oh man, you're right. I'm a piece of shit. Like, damn, she she's like, she's got it under control. She's her head is like in the ultimate best place it could ever be. When you're saying lines like pressure is an illusion, because let's be honest. There is a lot of pressure on her. World Olympic, uh, yeah. not, uh, world record holder, trying to win her first global medal. Like she, everyone is. NBC camera is, crew is at her family's house. She's got one yeah, of those. You know, you've seen that for the yeah. other events. They're crowning her as the best, even though she's never actually won the best event, right? The global championship. So she feels yeah. like everyone has put the cart before the horse with her career, right? Anointing her yet. And she's like, well, I need to win first before you can anoint me. So there's a lot of pressure to like mm -hmm. be who they want her to be. And she's had the pressure since she was 16, right? So I feel yeah. like by now she's can she can laugh at the pressure. She's like, pressure, like you guys were telling you guys were interviewing me after like the heat one mm -hmm. of the New Jersey like sectional round where I yeah, yeah. ran a hurdle, right? So well, it makes me think back to 2016 when most people heard about her and when she qualified at the Olympic trials and she was asked on camera how she felt. She's, I feel like I'm going to throw up. That's what she said. 
And so she was, she acknowledged the pressure back then and how big of a stage it was. And it's, it's interesting to see the evolution now to where she's at. It's tough though. The position that she's in is tough because yes, she's a world record holder. Yes, she's the favorite, but she's also competing against the person who's the second fastest in history, who's won a series of gold medals and Femke Bowl, who's seven all time, I think has run the seventh fastest formula hurdle race of all time. So yeah, she's good. Yeah, she's the favorite, but she doesn't have that big of a margin of error. If this was several years ago and she was just an outlier and doing this all on her own and she could run 52 high and still get a gold medal, it'd be one thing, but she needs to be close to her best to be able to, to win this race. And she needs to do it in a race where it's a combination of speed, strength, and, and technique. So if she's in that mindset, that's probably a good thing because she needs to, to be completely locked in to get that gold. And I am looking forward in 10 years to the uh, pressures and illusion TED talk that she gives. It's going to be great. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, she could have, she could run 51.95 and maybe lose because the little Muhammad just had a, race of her life and runs 5190 mm -hmm. again uh ties the world record so like yeah it's not even about her having her best race. she could have her best race but there's another athlete on the track whose potential best could be better than her best on any given day so in a way it's kind of great to have that mindset pressure is illusion maybe she has mm -hmm. a mindset like maybe content to lose. I don't know. Like, like, I don't, this is kind of getting like Mike Smith territory of NAU, but like the idea behind, like you only can control, we can control like, uh Oh, are you going to say it? Are you going to say it? Say it. No, say the three no, words. No, no. <laughs> is she trusting the process? Say... Is that what you're saying? She's trusting the no, process. No, 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 not I trusting like the process, but like, like it's like no, no. when you're going up against someone like Dalila Muhammad, you have to put somewhere in your mind that like you may not win and it's okay because yeah you you detach yourself from you the can't, outcome yeah you got yeah like, stop thinking about the outcome that's what mike smith says it's, don't worry about the outcome people who worry about the outcome freak you know it's, it's not so what you're saying so, is pressures and illusion is sort of a synonym for trust the process which i welcome because if i hear trust the process from an athlete coach one more time uh, I was going to throw my camera down on the ground. So this is a welcome sign. If people come up with other ways to say, trust the process without actually uttering the, the most tired cliche now in all of sports, I will be thrilled. I will be th absolutely thrilled. So thank you to Sydney for introducing a new phrase. And of course the yeah. inevitable t-shirts are going to come from it. Yeah. I, I can't wait to first cross country meet of the year is asking Mike Smith after their team wins or loses and be like, Hey, <laughs> What are your thoughts on pressure? Is it an illusion or is it real? And he'll he'll be like, pressure is an illusion. Like it's definitely a Mike Smith quote coming out of Cindy McLaughlin, which is great. Yeah, yeah. They, they, it's like them and like the, you know that meme where they're holding hands. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Mike Smith and Cindy McLaughlin with the inspirational quotes. Yeah. Thoughts on pressure, okay. right? Um, in the chat, someone asked if we're predicting Jamaica and four by one world record. Yeah, 
we did that yes. prior to the meet, and then when you go ten sixty one, and then two ten sevens, and then you add in Brianna Williams or I, Natasha Morrison, whoever they add in. I'm not sure who they're going to add in, but there those are two more women who are under eleven seconds. I think the only way they don't break it is if they they drop the baton or someone gets hurt. But they have a huge margin for. Error. I went through on that clip comparing the U.S. 2012 PBs when they set the world record to, to Jamaica. And now Jamaica's improved that because Elaine Thompson's basically run a 10th faster. So there we go. <laughs> so our clip is already on the internet and someone is upset about it. This is on you though. You, 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 we, we never said team USA could beat Jamaica ever in a four by one. we never said that. I've never even oh, thought I think that. It I think it was when Serenity was on after that 200 and we were talking about – is that what they're talking about? Shakira or not? You didn't stand. I never what does said say? that. Well, I want to read this. I never do this, but I'm going to do this. <laughs> Shakira or not, y'all didn't stand a chance in the 4 by one or 100. Go do commentary on rugby or something. You don't know what you're talking about. Well, I mean that last part could be yeah, true. I didn't say with Shakira they would have a chance. It was very clear. No. I do say Shakira had a chance. Sweet. In the hundred, so it is funny though. You say something, you make a you're wrong on like nine of your ten predictions. The one you get right, people are like, You're wrong. <laughs> How dare you, you never believed in us? No, that's the only thing I got right. That's the only thing you should be commending me for. Uh, we got another comment in there uh about you calling it a clown relay, the mixed four by four, and people are saying wondering. If it was a clown relay, why did the U.S. appeal to get back in? To which because my response would be, there's no clown gold medals. It could be a clown event, but the gold medal is real. Yeah. No, when, when you say you're an Olympic champion, they don't ask you what event. They just take your word for it. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. how many people have called themselves Olympians who are 4 by 4 alternates? Yeah. They, Listen. They, they, you know, this is what you do. You can only race who you race. So credit, a hundred percent credit to Poland. Another T-shirt and credit T-shirt right there. To yeah, credit to Dominican Republic. They earned their medal. You, that's that's the way the race unfolded. But if you're telling me if the United States ran their best team, I am going to disagree with you on that. And I think anybody who's paid attention to track would disagree with you about that. And it's very clear they're valuing the four by four, the regular four by four, over the mixed gender four by four, and I think it's someone asked why is it a clown event in track but not in swimming. It's a clown event in swimming too. Yeah. Swimming though, I will say this, swimming it's more interesting though cuz you have the different strokes, so you're looking at yeah, how you so maximize it. So maybe you have a superstar butterflyer that you want to feature, um but it would make more sense to put a a a a uh, person on freestyle that, you know, s shortens the gap. So I spent some time on that actually look, yeah. looking at the difference also in the, in in swimming, the gaps. Being behind and ahead is a difference because of the waves, like yeah, the wake, whole, yep, yep, like yep, being yep. in the wake and all that stuff. I don't know how swimming works, but I know that's a big factor. But in the end, it's still. I mean, if I'm going to say anything, it's, I did you watch the mixed gender triathlon relay? I did not. I just watched the the swimming one. So. Okay, well, USA, our boy Morgan Pearson anchored, uh, and for those who know Morgan Pearson, Colorado alum, ran cross country for them. Uh, they got second. USA got second to Great Britain. Um, and 
they the the triathlon relay was a 300 meter swim an 8k mm -hmm. bike and then a 2k run wait a minute 2k run wait and each person did part of it no each person does a whole one so you do okay. one person does it and then so it was a male i was gonna say started, then female female 2K run we should have put central on it that have made more know, sense right? to put central on the two well that's what made me thinking it's like we need to do you need to have caleb dressel and then you know whoever first who's our best biker i don't know who our best biker is and then mm -hmm. you know whoever our best runner in the, in the five paul chalimo on in the 5k whatever uh yeah, but yeah, yeah. so he ran a 2k and his splits were he went out and he was like 10 meters no he's like 10 eight seconds back of second because Morgan Pearson after the bike was in third and he went out in the opening K of his 2K in 225. Yeah. And then he caught him and passed him. And then the other guy just didn't have anything left. And then he kind of jogged in for second. Right, right. But it was fun. Like, I felt like I was watching like a cross country race, seeing Morgan Pearson in the final mile of Terre Haute in, the, in a 10K because mm -hmm. he had just done a whole swim, a whole bike. And now he's trying yeah. to sprint in the final 2K. It was fun to watch. Yeah. And USA won. I mean, not won. They got second, which is the yeah. win, right? Get a medal. Yeah. Yeah. As Americans, people need to be more appreciative of any type of medal, I think. Yeah. This whole, like, it's – and swimming – swimming is the worst at it because they treat silvers like tr like tragedies. <laughs> and then you turn and then you turn on a track and you turn on a track and I think they do a better job actually putting into some sort of realistic uh, context. Yeah. Anyway, all right. I think we'll leave it there. Um, I don't know. People oh, seem like, my bets? like you already did your bets. We already did that. Second. No, no, no. The, 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 I have to say I have two bets coming up. Okay, then do it. Let's go. Women's shot put Valerie Adams. I am betting to medal at plus 175. And then men's high jump Ivanyuk of Russia. I'm betting to medal at 175. Men's 100. I don't know yet. I have to figure I'd it out. I'd stay away. I would stay way away from that if you want some. I think advice. I'm gonna put, but I think I'm gonna do Fred Curley to medal. It's gonna be my bet. So when you know what would be interesting? Back. It'd be interesting to see the shift in Bromel's odds. Oh, they're gonna go pre, crazy. pre, pre first round and post first round. First round. He was anyway. like minus one thirty, and now he's gonna probably be like plus three hundred, which then yeah. make the good bet. Hey. <laughs> Straight from Bromel oh, plus 300. I'll take that. Oh, my goodness. Uh, we've created a monster here, folks. Uh, okay, the Flow Track Podcast. You can find it on YouTube. Subscribe if you haven't yet to the channel. You can also download the audio version wherever you listen to podcasts or on the site. We'll be back tomorrow. I'll be joined by Serenity. Gordon is getting the day off to go spend his $500. Thank you to Travis for producing. Thank you to Colt for producing. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in all throughout the world. Talk to you guys tomorrow.